Welcome to Permission to Win, a podcast asking life's most fundamental questions, like what is permission? Who needs my permission? And why are we talking about permission anyway? In each episode, your co-hosts explore different ways to say it's okay, discussing all the different permissions we need in our lives to do or not do the things that we do. Now, in case you think you need it, here's your permission to join David and Kim. Well, welcome back, Kim, and we're going to welcome back Harry. We're all three here again. You were surprised out there in Permission to Win land. We're all here and we're ready to roll. We're back. So this is great. This is great. What I thought we might talk about today, folks is thinking your own thoughts, thinking for yourself. We talked in our last episode, if, if you were there for that, taking time to have coffee and making some decisions and thinking in the moment or just taking time to stop for a second. Wanted to connect to that and figure out a way that you're making your own decisions, you're thinking your own thoughts. What do we think about that? I think most people think they are thinking for themselves. <laughs> I think you're right. Wait, did you put that idea in my head? <laughs> I am not taking the blame nor the credit. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, what are your thoughts about coming to your own conclusions? I, I think as humans, we have too many thoughts. Hmm. And I'm, I'm sure there's studies on this about how many thoughts we have in a day, let alone an hour. And... I think it varies from person to person depending on your circumstances and what you're going on, you know. If you walk mm -hmm. into the grocery store and you've got to think about your list because you don't have it written down versus getting up in the morning and thinking that you have to brush your teeth, you know, like there's lots of thoughts scrambling around our grey matter moment to moment. Sure, there's the the minute-by-minute minute decisions that we just have to make. Do we go left or right or up or down? Do we actually stop at the stop sign? Those kind of things. Uh, mm -hmm. And then there's the the kind of the ingrained things that we do, the the morning routines or the the daily routines or, or ignoring the routines that getting out and exercising or whatever it is that we may be ignoring. Uh, thankfully, I'm not talking to myself here at all. But we all have to come to our own decision, to our own conclusions about whatever it is well and david i'm going to just say this for the record i think we can take this in lots of different directions absolutely but one of the things that i would like to point out is a lot of times what you said playing around was did somebody else give you those thoughts and i think that's kind of influence our thoughts are influenced and I think we have to be aware of who we're listening to and making sure that we're hearing, you know, things to make good decisions about. Because I think that's the main thing about thinking the thoughts is you're going to make decisions based on those thoughts. I think you're right. I mean, I've heard it said many times that you're the, I don't know, combination or culmination or or whatever of the five closest people around you, your five closest friends, you're kind of the, the average of those. And so you're right. If, and I'm going to go out on a limb 
and unilaterally on my part say that abusing drugs and alcohol is bad. <laughs> you can believe what you want. This is the conclusion that I've come to. But if you're around people who do that regularly and you get advice from them on whether you should or shouldn't do such a thing, odds are they're going to take you down that road. That's an extreme example, obviously, but I think it follows through. If you're around people who exercise regularly, who train to run long distances and things like that, they're going to catch you up in their wake as if like a boat. They're going to just kind of drag you along and it'll be easier to get to those places that they're going because I don't know, I'm going to use another analogy. If you think of, of geese flying in a big V pattern, that's how that works. That lead goose out there is cutting the air and the other ones are follow, following behind, but they're, they have less resistance. So it's easier for them to fly. I think that kind of choosing who you're around, you're not looking to them to give you your answer, but you're looking for, they are your Google search. Carrie? Well, and David, actually, they become, they become part of our subliminal thoughts. Those mm. average, those five people that we spend yeah. time with, like you exampled, you know, people that work out, mm -hmm. you know, versus, you know, people that maybe are involved in other things. Mm -hmm. it, it influences us, you know, to have different thoughts. If I hung around with five people that played basketball, lived, breathed, and absolutely loved basketball through and through, I guarantee you it wouldn't be very long and I'd be sitting in front of the TV, not out there playing on the field, by the way, but I'd be, you know, sitting in front of the TV watching basketball games. That I, I believe that is some of that power that can be put within us from that influence. Likewise, if I spent time with people that love to play golf, I may not watch the golf. That's not quite the same experience, but I could be out there, you know, doing 18 holes on a Saturday morning because the people that I spend time with, that's what they're doing. Well, I will say this, just by being a part of a community. So the three of us are kind of affiliated, not directly per, per se, but we are affiliated in that we hang out on Clubhouse at times in this group called My Sexy Business Club. And that's Kim's business. It's called My Sexy Business. If you haven't looked that one up yet, shame on you. And it's not what you think. So definitely look it up. <laughs> and don't spell it wrong. <laughs> it's, it's about making business sexy and doing it smooth, easy, and simply. And not about what you think. <laughs> however kim does get blocked every once in a while when i try to get to her website at church and at work <laughs> it's, it's, it's humorous that said inside of that community we have people with all kinds of experiences and professional backgrounds and focuses We've got someone in that group who's really good at organizing and wants to help you get organized. We've got somebody who's really good at giving gifts, whether at a corporate level or an individual level, how to best gift to people and take some of the stress out of that. Carrie is an amazing money person. She knows how to, 
well, she'll take all of your money if you'd like, but she knows how to <laughs> wait, <help>. wait. <laughs> <laughs> she knows how to help people take care of their money. Let me say it like that. Thank you, David. <laughs> and she Kim helps knows people think for themselves about money. That's what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so because we're in this group, we all think I'm going to say better. I'm going to choose to say better about decisions that we make regarding those topics. We definitely think differently than we did when we, when we came in to the group, but now we think, I think better and the group as a whole, Carrie, how much following your advice on subscriptions to things like that, how much money has the group saved in 2022? Well, and I'll I'll actually say since April 2022, oh, okay. we're now over $52,000. So that was just advice that Carrie was able to give that people thought was a good idea. And they came to their own conclusion that Carrie's idea was correct, especially once they saw the evidence in their own pocketbook. So when we talk about thinking your own thoughts, we're not, you know, Carrie didn't go to their house and say, turn off Netflix. She said, here's some ideas. We thought about them. We decided to act on them. And we've come to our own conclusion that that was successful or that wasn't successful. And David, can I add, because I actually led by example, because I I went through the tool myself Mm -hmm. and actually saw the results and that's what Mm -hmm. prompted the whole you know next level of of sharing it with the community for them to come to their own conclusions and go through their own recurring payments and decide what they wanted to cancel and what they weren't using so that they could save some money kim well carrie saved me money can i say that (laughs) and i love it because you know carrie you you didn't tell the like the beginning part is you did this for you. Like, and Mm -hmm. I think that that's one of the most powerful things in our community is people are doing things and figuring things out and then they're sharing those things. And I think that's a powerful thing, but you're not forcing anyone. Like you're not forcing anyone to do it, but you definitely are there for accountability or for questions. And I think that's another thing. When we're processing thoughts or we're trying to learn how to make a decision, we do need information. We need evidence and proof. And I think we are living proof for a lot of things. Just make sure what you're living proof for. (laughs) Well, David, you mentioned doing a Google search. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people in this world go to do to Google or something they're similar of to actually go and find information you know, to start learning something or understanding something as a reference point. We don't go, well, perhaps some people still do go to the library and look up on an encyclopedia. However, we have Google and we will type it in and we can go deep dive learning, education, history, the whole lot at our fingertips really quickly. Sometimes we need to filter through some of that information and find the correct answer, if I can put it that way. And that can take a bit of time and a little bit of deciphering, but it's so that we can have our own thoughts and perceptions on the information that we're consuming to come to our own conclusion. 
Yeah, it would be great if in life, I, I have this idea, think of a dashboard. Everybody, I think everybody listening has been in a car. Whether you've driven it or not, that's a different question, but you've been in a car. And on that dashboard, if there is an error, if there is a thing, there's a light that tells you that you're doing something wrong, there's a dial that tells you how fast you're going, there's all these at the moment information, things that are happening right now. I wish we all had that little dashboard over our heads. And so people could understand, you know, that we are being sincere or that we are joking or that we are whatever it might be about a subject. Because just like Google, let's say that you're searching for, Carrie, we'll go into your world. You're looking for a new financial tool, a QuickBooks or name another one. Myob, a zero. Yeah. So there's what, 100, 200 oh, of these tools out there that help easily. you manage your family accounts and all these, mm -hmm. what are your business accounts, whatever it is. So you do a Google search for that, financial planning tools, and then you get this list. We've all Googled or binged or whatever. At the top, you'll usually see like the two or three, and they'll say the word add beside them. But you have to have done this enough to recognize that that's what those are. They're ads at the top of the page. Because if you just start clicking on those, you're getting what somebody had enough money to put in front of your face. They jumped to the front of the line to give you information. If you scroll down a little bit, that goes away. And now they're what are, what are called organic, meaning that people actually have liked those enough to be able to get them to the quote unquote top of the page. But even the ones at the top of the page may not be just right for you. So what I'm, when I talk about the dashboard, it's learning how to use Google to find the one little gift or thing or whatever it is you're looking for, or a financial tool. And then discerning fairly quickly, because the average Google search for services out there usually is less than a minute. That's, that's the statistics out there. And so it's, it's, in the, it's in the range of seconds how long people spend researching for something that's not, you know, the biggest deal in the world. But the, the quicker we can come to these decisions and the more background knowledge we have about a thing or the, the more misconceptions we have about a thing, <laughs> will lead us down that path and inform our decision-making process. Well, David, I want to push back on your dashboard idea just for a second here. And no. <laughs> All yes. Right. All right. I, I don't want a dashboard. <laughs> no, I really don't. I really don't want a dashboard that's going to guide me through life, thoughts, mm. decisions. Okay. Beca because... I believe I am who I am now based on mm. everything that I've experienced. So if, if there was something hovering above my head that said they're being sarcastic or don't go this way, go that way, like if there was something always telling me what to do, when do I get to think for myself and come to my own conclusions and make my own decisions, whether it's right or wrong or good or bad, we all have to experience these things 
to actually become the humans that we are. Otherwise, if we're spoon-fed all of this information throughout our lives, we, we, we would just rely on that so much. We wouldn't actually grow as humans, I think. So I'm going to add something else to this to make it a little more spicy, Carrie and David. I can't imagine that. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you know, I think we spend our lifetime being told what to think. You know, you have to do certain things in school. You have to do certain things because this is how it was always done. And I think we are trained to not critically think for ourselves. So when Google comes up with an answer, we assume that is the best answer a lot of times instead of using that intuition or as Carrie calls it, her tummy, you know, instead of using that to go, okay, wait, let's check out this because this sounds a little off or, you know, if you have enough money, you can put your ad at the top of Google, like you said, David, and make something sound really juicy by what you're saying, talking someone into buying something they don't need based on your ability to pay to get to the top of the page. So I feel like that's one of the moments where, and I'm going to bring business in for just a second. Business is not a one size fits all. And if you Google things, there are people out there that will say, this is the answer every single time. Well, those are dangerous. You know, it's dangerous for someone to assume they know all the details about your business or all the details about you as a person. And this is the only answer or this is the right answer. And I feel like that's part of what we need to do for our own selves is think about things instead of just doing what everybody else does, like the herd effect. There are things I believe other people don't. I believe there are things that are absolutes. One of those things is a stop sign. You absolutely should stop at a stop sign unless you don't want to. Then again, we talked about this very, very many episodes ago. If you're willing to accept those consequences by run, running through a stop sign, you know, you're, whatever the risk that might be, then that's up to you. But in general, there are these truths in life. Math is a, is a very good, you know, constant, you know, math usually as far as the basic math is absolute. So a mentor of mine used to be a a math teacher in his younger days, an educator, and he would lead his students to the discovery of some types of different types of math. So he would send them home for homework and he would have them measure circles. And then he would have them do the math and just measure a top of a stool, measure the top of a can, measure the top of whatever it was, find a circle, do this measurement, do the math, and then come back. And what did they all discover together? They discovered pi, 3.14, blah, 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 blah. I don't know math. I like pi. Usually apple. <laughs> but that discovery, they will never forget that because they found it. And so I, I love the way he teaches in general. And he taught me many things like that. He led me to discovery 
because he knew the answer he wanted me to get, but he risked me not finding the answer that he had and coming up with my own answer because he trusted me to find the right answer for me, just like going to Google and finding the right software to manage your business. Because even though it's the most popular, doesn't mean that it fits exactly what you do in your finances or how your mind thinks or how your mind comes to other decisions. I know there are some people in this world that get frustrated with me because I don't just say that it's a one size fits all answer and not mentioning any names. <laughs> well, you don't know how to pronounce my name, so that's okay. <laughs> that's right. I don't know. <laughs> but when you're asking about something that really is personal, you know, by your choices, no one else should give you those answers. They should give you the options or show you different paths you can take. But I think when you are influencing people for your own gain or you're influencing people for your own agenda, it's dangerous. Like that is a dangerous thing. And we are responsible. And I know we're touching on a lot of different episodes, by the way, mm -hmm. of things, but we're responsible for how we use our influence. And every person has influence. It doesn't mean you're influencing millions, you know, but everybody has influence. So I think influencing someone else's thoughts, you need to make sure that it's not your agenda. It's for their sake, or it's something you're equipping them or empowering them. And you're not causing them harm. Absolutely. I, I really like that connection. We, we have influence over others, positive or negative. We rarely go through life being totally benign or totally ineffectual when it comes to things like that, because somebody is either looking up to us or down at us. And they may say, well, I would love to be like that. Or they may say, I would never behave that way or whatever it is. So you know, don't, don't curl into a ball and in the back of your corner of your closet and, and think, no, I can't, somebody's going to make the wrong decision based on my, what I do. You can't do that. You have to, you have to get out in the world and, and help the people that you want to influence, give them the room and the ability to make their own decisions. Failure is the biggest teacher out there. When police officers train, and I know I've mentioned this analogy, when police officers train on the scenarios in a safe environment, they may accidentally, you know, get the wrong crook or shoot the wrong person or something horrible in this environment. And that's what that environment is for. So they can feel that ramification without actually doing true harm. And that's, that's what failure is for. A safe place to fail is what training is all about. And so take those times to, if you need to make certain decisions, come to your own conclusions. Sit back and think about it. Have your coffee, like we talked about in the last episode, and think about what conclusion could my decisions lead to? And how will that affect 
different people and then decide if that's important. It may not be important that it affects other people in a certain way. If you're in an abusive relationship, you don't care how that affects the other person. You may need to get out of that relationship and consequences on their side. You're, you know, be damned. I think you're speaking to a lot of people when you're talking about like making those kind of choices, the influence we have, all of those things. But coming back to where we started with this conversation, it's truly understanding you need to take the time to think things through for yourself. Like it's truly what is good for you may not be what everybody around you is saying, Mm -hmm. but be cautious that you're, you know, being kind or you're listening. Cause I think that's another part of this or another facet of this conversation is if we get all knowed up where I know, I know nobody needs to tell me anything because I know it all. I think you can get yourself into trouble by not listening and looking and seeing what options you have around you. And then you can go on a path that's to me kind of scary because you end up, you know, learning a lot of lessons, we'll call them that could have been avoided if you would have just slowed down and realized you were not listening or not paying attention or not, not getting good input. Mm-hmm. You know, you were looking at the ads instead of the, instead of the other options or you were being, and, and I hate to use this cause I don't want to go down like a controversial path with this, but there is an influence that is manipulative. And I think that's the danger that we all fall into is why is someone saying something to us? Is their agenda what they're after or is it a true input in your life? And surrounding yourself, going back to your five people, surrounding yourself carefully so that you don't end up, you know, decades later going, oh, what, why did I do that? Or, you know, why, why didn't I think something different? I just think this is a great conversation, David. Well, I'm going back to exactly what you said in our last episode. Life is filled with little bitty decisions. There's some great big ones again. I'm going to harp on that just a little bit more. The decision to make a quote unquote good or bad decision in the moment to be responsible or to not be responsible for your self, whatever that might be, to take on too much responsibility for someone else and becoming an enabler, as it were. All these little decisions, we don't know. We don't know what's right every single time. We know that there's a decision that must be made, but we don't know always what's right. So again, I'm going to go back to the fact that life experience tells us a lot. And the more life experience we accumulate, doesn't. I'm not talking about age, I'm talking about life experience. The more that you collect, the quicker you can come to a decision that works best for you. Maya Angelou has a quote, and I hope I don't misquote it, but it it is, you know, when we know better, we do better. And I think that that's part of it. When we know better, we do better when we choose to do differently, like when we choose that. But I feel like that is a really good place to think about thoughts is find out if you are applying what you've learned or if you're ignoring what you're learning. 
I went to Google and I looked up Maya Angelou and the quote apparently is do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. And that is the crux of this episode. Great quote. <laughs> it is. We should like make her somebody important in our society. Oh, wait. <laughs> she is. She has been. She was. Well, before we wrap it up, I just wanted to say I thought we were going to come and do some thinking about more coffee like how many cups we should have a day. I actually heard earlier today, I know this was yesterday for you guys, but I did actually hear earlier today that there's a, a bit of a thing out there in the universe about having a coffee before you go to bed. So that's what I was thinking about coming into this episode. And You guys went deep, real deep. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we like to uh, ripple the entire surface of the lake <laughs> with our big splash. <laughs> hopefully people have gotten something from this and have drawn their own conclusions and are ready to make their own decisions related to whatever decisions you have to make and we give you permission to make quality decisions that's what we're here for that was i will jump back again and say permission to win it always felt like to me as we talked came across all of these topics that it was just going to be a open invitation to do whatever you want, which is not our goal. It's always been to get the facts, make the best decision you can and have the best life you can. That was my goal, at least the way I made it up just now. And, and what's the email, David? <laughs> <laughs> I guess they should email us about their great big decisions or their little bitty decisions. And when I say they, I mean you, listener, info at yourpermissiontowin.com. We want to hear all of your exciting news and information about those decisions that you've come to, those conclusions, those thoughts, and tell us how you think. Tell us how you come to a decision. That's a great thing that we would like to hear. What are those thought processes that, that bring you to you know, not just average everyday decisions, but bigger decisions. We're here to learn from everybody too. I think that's something to be said, David. I am just waiting for all the information so I can make better decisions. If I learn how other people do it, then I can learn how better I can do it. I can adapt those to my decision-making process. Because David's building a dashboard, by the way. I am building a <laughs> dashboard. And it will have little red lights and little yellow lights and little green lights on it that say, do a thing. And, it will uh, say smart aleck. That's what it will say, <laughs> smart aleck. Well, that's what, that's what my speedometer says anytime I get above 10 miles an hour. It just goes to 10 and then it says smart aleck for the rest of the way. Thanks for spending time with David and Kim. Now it's your turn to explore permission in your world. If you have any thoughts, ideas, or questions about the show, please email info at yourpermissiontowin.com. And although they don't need permission to produce new episodes, they sure would appreciate it. Your permission, in the form of a five-star rating and review, will help keep the show going. Until next time, here's your permission to win. Mm -hmm.